everyone, welcome back to Buy Association. I am Emma Hooper. And if you haven't forgotten already, I'm Marisa Janaku. <laughs> We've been away for a little while, um, but we're we're very, very happy to be back. Um, there's a few, we've got three excuses here. Um, so we, we, we do? <laughs> yeah. I think, well, we had our Miami opening. We spent the week in sure. Miami. We opened sure. up a fantastic hotel in, uh, in Miami Brickle for Citizen M, which was yeah. one hell of a party, one hell of a press dinner, everything that ensued after then. And yeah, just really activating that space. And yeah. it was a great, I, great trip, I, right, Mo? Yeah, no, great, great trip. I would apologize to all those because I remember the week before we were kind of very ambitious, you and myself. We were like, yeah, we'll do a podcast live in Miami for sure. I mean, <laughs> we don't have, the, it's not so much work and whatever. And then we get there, we both look at each other going, we're not going to be able to do it, are we? So yeah. uh, unfortunately, um, we both had a lot of our own, uh, how'd you say, uh, we had our work cut out for us in Miami. So um, yeah, True. so that was, so excuse one is sorry all, Miami uh, took a lot more <laughs> of us than we had, uh, than we had, uh, 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 how'd you say, uh, uh, planned. So what's the second one, Emma? So the second one is that I moved house. So I moved hmm. from Revierbeut, if I'm pronouncing it right. Revierbeut, um, yeah. Kind of, right? Every time I yeah. say that, everyone goes, huh? Where? No, no, no. Oh, it's good. We'll, no, no, we'll, we'll make that the new pronunciation, you know? Okay, cool, cool. I'll butcher it like every, every other <laughs> English person does with Dutch words. Um, so I've moved to a new place. I'm now living pretty central on the Prince and Grat in Amsterdam, which is amazing. But of course, with that comes a lot of, you know, this Mo, right? Moving is just never ending mm -hmm. for the first two mm -hmm. months. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, how's your new place? Having... How's your new place? Oh, how's your new place? It's incredible. It's really, okay. really nice. I'm living with a girl that I absolutely love. We've quite quickly become best friends. Um, cool. It's really nice. It's really, really fun. And the place is nice. It's just... I, there's a few things that I need to get together, like I need a lot more furniture and mm -hmm. organizing stuff, you know, moving things around. We finally got Wi-Fi. So, yeah. yeah, here I am sat amongst some boxes recording, but um, yeah, never going to give up on it. So that's a good thing. Um, and how are cool. you in your new place, right? You all moved in. No, yeah, 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 no, we're, 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 we're quite settled in. Um, you find yourself going out and saying, oh, maybe we should buy that and maybe add that. Um, <laughs> we're still waiting for a few things. Uh, yesterday, they installed a few doors. One one of the two doors was not the right size, so that was taken back again. <sighs> so, you know, that kind of stuff. And solar panels are coming soon. And yeah, it's... Oh, nice. It's, 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 it's uh, well, I mean, we already have a few, but we're going to expand on that, on what we have already. Uh, no, I think it's, you know, it's, it, we're living comfortable now, let's say. It's not like we're, all boxes are gone. It's good to have an attic where you can throw a lot of those boxes so you don't see so yeah, like, I miss I'll, that. And you'll be like, I'll deal with that in a, in, in, in a day or two. And that's, uh, <laughs> that's, um, that's code for five years from now. Um, yeah. So, out of so, sight, yeah. out of mind, right? Yeah, out of sight, out of mind. Exactly. No, no, no. We're 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 well moved. It's all good, and uh, yeah. No, every, everything is fine. And what's the third excuse, Emma? So I think the third is well that you were moving, oh, right? that and everything moving. comes yes. along with that. But then also yeah. loads of plans for Citizen M for twenty twenty three. So mm -hmm. that's been quite mm -hmm. a big uh, big focus mm -hmm. as well. But true, true, yeah, taking true up the time. But we're confident we'll get back on schedule. Back in the game, 
brand new house for Emma, brand new life. Um, Maurice, exactly the same. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Here we go. But, Miami uh, is uh... Miami. So, so, so I do want to go into Miami and kind of talk about uh, about just that trip. But, but, but one thing is, are you following the World Cup or not? Oh yes, I am. Yeah, on Sunday I'm going to go and watch the England game against Senegal, and I think I'm, you're going uh... to what? You're going there, or you're? Oh no, no you're going. Okay. No, sadly not. I'm, I'm going. <laughs> I'm going to a bar in Amsterdam. To oh, watch okay. It. I, I was like, I was, I was like, where, where did you get this flight sorted down? So what? So so are you? I mean, it's weird because I'm less. If I'm honest, are you like when it's in the summer? It has such more of a summer vibe. The World Cup, where now I I catch myself not fully, yeah, into it. Also with the whole kind of shitstorm around Qatar, Qatar, yeah. and uh, and things like that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I feel the same. I always feel a lot more passionate about the Euros for some reason. The World Cup to me doesn't feel as exciting. I agree with you. I don't know if it's the time of year. We're all like a bit. Wind down, is. end of year, thinking of Christmas. Like we're not so much up for sports and outdoor kind of stuff, are we? But um, mm-hmm. it's yeah. also gathering. I'm, I'm still you know, up for pe- it. Pe- people gather more when it's outside, warmer, and you watch it together. Now it's just too cold for that. But my yeah. y- yesterday was fun to watch uh, to watch Germany not make it. <laughs> but oh yeah, <laughs> that was <God>. amazing. <laughs> And Japan to go through, so that was quite an amazing uh, feat, let's say. No, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah Japan, no. Are Japan normally that good? I didn't really think they were that no, great. No, they're, they're, they're quite well. No, they're okay. I mean, but yeah, yeah but it's a surprise defeat. And uh, oh, and yesterday's game, so the yesterday's game, the Germany against um, uh, Costa Rica it was, it was actually the mm. first full uh, female uh, umpire and sideline and everything. So the whole, um, how'd you say, uh, umpiring team was a female for the first time ever in a world cup. Love it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, love so, that. So so at least FIFA's done something right here. <laughs> you know, that's true. All the stuff yeah. that done. So one yeah. of my one of my close friends actually, he's um he worked for Nike for a long time and he just moved over to FIFA. He's working on their e-commerce. Um Okay. Like all the merchandise and stuff and he's over there at the moment. He said it's absolute chaos, you know, like he's working like <sighs> 16 to 18 hour days like yeah, yeah, yeah. the website is in full swing and it's, it's i can't wait to hear more about it when he comes back because cool. obviously there's all these um different news stories about qatar and everything that's mm-hmm. uh, kind of top of mind in the news but um i'm really keen to hear it from his perspective but yeah. obviously there's going to be a bit of bias there he's working for fifa but um well maybe we invite him sides, maybe you know? maybe we invite him on as a guest and have a discussion with him yeah. about it yeah he's open see if he's open to that Great. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll hit him up. I'm sure he will be. He's a great, he's really interesting actually when he talks about stuff and um, yeah, let's see. Okay. All right. Cool. No, let's see. Let's see. So Miami. So Miami, my God, what a, what a fucking crazy party press day. Um, just everything all together was really, really great. I think it was a nice team effort. It went fantastically. We had uh, our citizens from Miami. So as part of our campaign with CitizenM, we've picked five people that represent our pillars um, in each city. And those people from this city were, I must say, like probably some of my favorites, like really, really great community builders. Um, three of them created experience rooms in our, in our hotel rooms downstairs which was really fun. We had a karaoke, well, not karaoke, more of like a disco room from Tiffany Fantasia, who is um, 
a kind of a very local but widely appreciated drag queen uh, from South Beach in Miami. And that was really, really fun. Then we had Gabe. He's a mixologist. Uh, he did a cocktail room, uh, like a mezcal tasting, which was fantastic. People were really into that. And then the third one, we just filled with loads of lilos because why not? Because it's Miami. So it's just go a bit crazy, a bit pool, beachy. <laughs> it was really fun though, Mo, right? You had a really good time as well. No, it's, it's, it's great. I would say it's, you know, it's one of our best openings we've ever done and 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 that is in part to do with the location and the hotel itself to be honest and then and the crowd that came out it was um it was a um it was i i would say you know working on the brand side we really were able to capture the vibe of the city but also the hotel mm. and put it into the space uh it was so nice because you know, um, I was having running around the city, having all these meetings and, and I was having like a, a meeting with someone, having a drink somewhere at a bar. And then, uh, you know, they met someone they knew and introduced us. And I was like, oh, from Citizen. Oh, you mean the one who's hosting the party? Oh, 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 can I be invited? <laughs> so it's like, you know, there was this there was this kind of this 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 vibe going around the city about the opening, which is just amazing and really good for, you know, our awareness within the city. Um in the end, I believe we had uh, uh, in excess of like 540 people yeah. Uh, yeah, show true. up to the, to, to the party, which is amazing. And that is really a mix between, you know, uh, uh, business uh, associates uh, through to, you know, really the, you know, the, 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 the tastemakers of the city of Miami. So, you know, I think we've done a great job with this opening to, you know, really boost our brand awareness within the city. Um which is great because uh, along Brickle, we also have two other properties that are opening World Center and, and, and Miami Beach, which is opening. So it's just, it was a great uh, opening. Also great team effort by um, by everyone within my team to, to, you know, to really pull off this amazing event. And uh, yeah, I think we set the bar, uh, the expectations and the bar a lot <laughs> higher now than it used to be. So, so we've, we, we made our job a bit harder, but, um, it was cool. I mean, in Miami as a city, it's just a oh, wow, you know, it's just has this, like, has this, there's this sense, you know, when you walk around there, mm. it's just like, it's, there's nothing like it. It's not like New York or any of that. It's just it was an amazing, fun, uh, time and, you know, going to all these different, uh, spots as well so so that was really good and 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 you know we kind of took a few hours off uh, emma me and you also we went to so house which is really nice as well to see that yeah, and, and to that see how nice. they did that in in miami as well so no i really enjoyed it yeah i think maybe that's a nice segue for me to dip into what we're going to talk about this week so the first mm. thing the first story that we've got up is the soho house founder nick jones has stepped down as ceo to work on more of a the, the more creative and community hospitality membership led stuff within the business and the brand. Um, as we know, and we've spoken about before, so a house is ever changing and becoming a little bit more commercial in the eyes of the member and audiences overall with a lot more investment, a lot more spaces opening up. It becomes I don't know, I suppose in my mind at least and in the people that I've spoken to about this, and I think we've spoken about this too, Mo, like it's becoming more mass than niche at the moment. So I think that could be quite a good strategic move for the person who heralded it, founded it, 
um, has brought it to what it is at this point to now move back into the more creative community-led stuff. Um, but this also comes from uh, Nick Jones was diagnosed with prostate cancer and he's given a lot of interviews since saying how it's made him change his perspective on life, work, what's important. Um, yeah, overall, those those kind of three things. So, yeah, that's going to be an interesting topic to speak about, especially as we went to the Miami one. We can obviously speak about how so House is it's quite a, you know, it's it's a great brand and a great business, but it's also something that, differs from city to city with different audiences and I think that's something quite compelling to how we look at Citizen M as well and how we interpret different cities through art through culture for the communities I think um that's something that we do kind of have in common with Soho House as well second story is very controversial um quite extremely Balenciaga's controversial ads that they released for their latest campaign that sexualized children. This is really outrageous. Um, so we're going to look into the brand's response and their reactions thereon. They're actually suing the creatives who worked on the campaign, despite Balenciaga themselves putting it out into the world, which seems crazy to me. Um, mm -hmm. And then third of all, we're going to, I mean, <laughs> we're trying not to talk about Elon. We're trying not to talk about Kanye, but these guys just keep giving us, fuel to the fire. So Kanye appeared on Infowars on Thursday last week wearing a black face covering, which is also from Balenciaga, which I find very compelling and stupid as a showcase. Um, and he spoke about Hitler and how there's a lot of good things that he sees that came from Hitler entirely. Um, very odd. Um, it's a really strange take on something so negative to the world and really controversial. So what is up with Kanye at the moment? Um, he's <laughs> feels like it's oh. never ending, but it's just also getting worse and worse and worse. Um, and it feels like it's a bit of a show. Anyway, so let's go to first subject. So Soho House, as I mentioned. Um, yep. The founder at Soho House, Nick Jones, has stepped down as CEO following his prostate cancer diagnosis of which he is now free of cancer, but wants to do what he calls more of what he loves. Nick sent an email to all members relaying this information. It was a really heartfelt um, kind of personal note and thanks to all the members and uh, kind of asking for a bit of an understanding of how his mind shifted through what he's been through and, and how the business is changing. It was really heartfelt. Um, it got me thinking that we should We'll be doing a little bit more of what we love. Um, and then it simply doesn't feel like work anymore. I know it sounds really cliche to say that, but it really did make me think about things a little bit more too on that perspective. Uh, life's for living, you know, he's this one of the things that he really put into that letter. It was really quite nice. Um, and I imagine after surviving a life-threatening illness like he has, his perspective just would completely change on what truly makes you happy when it comes to life, business overall. Um, Nick's been at the helm of that business, the Soa House, for 27 years. It's a long time. Um, and there's a great podcast. I sent this to you, Mo. Did you listen to it? The Diary of the CEO with Stephen Bartlett, uh, where he interviews him? No, I didn't, no, I didn't hear it. But You have to. But it's I know really it, but good. Um, so, yeah, he speaks about how he opened the first Soa House in London, in Soho. Um, his first kind of ideas around this membership, creatives kind of concept. And then how he went to New York and found some great investors, people that were really key in that creative industry. One of which was David Bowie, who's one of the 
first investors in Soho House, which I absolutely love. Um, and then, yeah, now Nick's going to hand over the reins to Andrew Carney. He is the current global president, or was before this position changed at Soho House. And Nick's going to focus on more of the creative community, kind of members-focused elements of the brand. So, yeah, big change, um, but I think all for good reason, like I said. And, um, yeah, we went to Soho House in Miami on my final day. It wasn't your final day, was it, Mo? But um, that was lots of fun. Uh, what do we think about the city, like the the concept of Soho House in Miami and how it changes? What What did you think of your experience there? Did you like it? No, look, I, I, I have a very, I'm very... Um, you know, as we build Citizen M and just generally work on brands, I look at Soa House and what they've been able to build as a, you could say, a um, they have their core brand, but then they really are great at getting an essence of a city and making that come through each of their locations, right? So, mm. you know, is every location a cookie cutter of each other? No, it's very specific t- to that location. And, uh, but yet you still feel the Soa House vibe and, to your point about, you know, are they going a bit more mass, but, you know, you know, I'm afraid, well, you know, it's, it, it's always the case, you know, with Nick Jones stepping down, the question is how involved will he be? Right. And what I mean by that is, you know, once this one, once a founder or of a company moves away, you're kind of taking away the heart of the company, right. There's no more there. And therefore, you know, how much more commercial will it get? You know, they were already moving towards uh, getting, um, getting, uh, becoming more commercial, allowing more people in because they just were not making any money. And that's also especially spurred on by their, um, by their uh, going for, um, uh, how do you say, uh, going to, to, to the stock market, right? So yeah, they went public last year. They, they, they went public, yeah. sorry, they, that they went public. And you know, if you look at their uh, uh, share price when they when they opened up, I think it was when they started. It was you know it was somewhere at like eleven dollars, and now they're already they're all the way down to four, right? So there's so much pressure now because they need to fulfill now uh, uh, obligations to their shareholders that now you know they they need to become much more profitable. And my question is, you know, with Nick stepping down, who's going to keep that? train of profitability and check uh, uh, with, you know, the essence of what the Soul House brand is about, um, you know, and I think that that's the biggest question. I think, you know, uh, you as an active member, me as a partly active member, you know, that's, will it still have that, you know, that, 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 that feel and need that, that, that we're looking in a space like Soul House, will it still have that or will it feel just a bit, uh, yeah, overrun so um um but but to that i'm you know i really enjoyed the miami property it was uh it was a great uh a setup there i would say after of course the party of uh citizen m and um how'd you say uh uh, uh having a day off you know right before we in the weekend before we head back i think you know it was i, I didn't really move a lot around so <laughs> <laughs> Like a a piece of pool furniture, yeah. I kind of became a piece of pool furniture, just like yourself. Uh, (laughs) So uh, uh, no, it's good. But again, I I I understand why he's stepping down. Uh, I I think everyone has this within their life and in their career has a moment to say, okay, what do I really care about? Is this really where I want to now focus my attention on? 
um, especially, you know, with family and kids and so on. So for me, I think, you know, it's a shame he's stepping down. I get it. But then I was already wondering where So House was going. Uh, but now I'm, you know, you could say I'm very apprehensive or very, you know, not worried, but, 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 you know, I'm yeah, more curious. Yeah, yeah. curious where it's going. And I think it, I wonder if it will go in the right direction, but Hey, with every um, change comes opportunity. So maybe another, uh, uh, maybe uh, uh, what's Adam Newman will come back <laughs> from WeWork <laughs> and set up the new So House. Oh my God, could you imagine? Could you imagine? Crazy. <laughs> so that would be amazing. That'd be amazing if he came back and he created the, 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 the next generation of So House. So I oh. think, you know. I mean, are you are, are are you still feeling the same vibe when you go to so? I mean, you visit the one in Amsterdam, I guess, quite a bit. Do you still feel the vibe, or has it changed? Yeah, do you know what? Like, I I remember the when we first started recording, we were talking about so house, and I was saying, oh, the price has just gone up per month, and they're talking about the Soho Works element, and I won't be able to work there. But you know what? Like, living more central now, I work there most of the time. I mean, at the moment, I've been at home waiting for deliveries to come and everything else but I will be working there a lot more I found myself going to the gym there a lot more mm-hmm. I've recently made a lot of friends through the networking events there um and I really am finding a new love for it um I feel like they're really up in the ante in Amsterdam in particular with the events they're doing a lot of networking dinners panels um it feels like twice as much i don't know if that's because it's the christmas season or something and they're really trying to build community ready for the new year but it really feels like they're pushing hard on it and i love like, well, they, like sorry mo carry on no no just very quickly i mean they they need a reason to for you to become a member right and i think mm. programming is what makes people want to become a member right so if you create that programming in the community um aspect uh, that you're really going to get people in i mean i when I was in Miami, sorry, and then you can continue. But when I was in Miami, um, we did a bunch of tours to different um, uh, 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 par, uh, uh, bars and all this stuff, just to see how they do their um, their public spaces. And you know, we went uh, to one called Freehold, where you know they basically said we are a hotel but without the rooms, and they were really focused on that community aspect. And that, and you just saw that that just came to life, and that people felt. Uh, as if they could be part of that. It was it was it was open. It wasn't a membership, but it was still you know you could become a member, but you know for free. But you know it was a nice way to see that actually people. I think especially after the pandemic, people are longing a lot more now mm. for uh, community moments, for networking moments, for connection moments than they have before. Because what you know what the pandemic did teach us was how how. Um, how important that was to all our lives, right? We did not see it until we weren't able to do it, how important it was to have those um, those uh, uh, personal uh, uh, connections with others, you know? And, and again, Zoom is great, but seeing people face-to-face, you just, it's a totally different yeah, game, you, need it. you know? You really mm-hmm. need it. Do you think yeah, that, sure. um, do you think that the niche element of, I don't know, it's probably niche is the wrong word, but like on a mass, you know, Soho House is opening up an awful lot of different properties and catering to a lot of different cities, different people, different audiences. Do you think that the, I suppose, like the 
the bespoke element of becoming a member can still be sustained when there's so many properties, so many cities. Do you think they can do that? Well, I think it's in the model they have. Yeah, I think it's the model they have, right? So you have you you have choices when you set up a um, a membership scheme, right? So you have the idea of a um, so what so the model they have, I think, is sustainable, and I think it might flip. Where uh, initially a lot of members of SOA House would choose all houses, right? So you would Mm -hmm. get a membership that gives you uh, access to all houses. I would say, you know, if you're if you're an avid traveler, you know, like I'm traveling a lot for work, would I do all houses? Most likely, right? Also, because I don't live in Amsterdam, right? So I actually wouldn't go to the Amsterdam So House that much. But when I go to New York or to Miami or whatever, then I would use that space, right? For meetings, for work or whatever. Um, I think where they're going to see that flip is that a lot of the new members or people becoming members um, um, will choose a single house, right? And 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 to that point, to your point, each house, to be honest, is very specific to a group. Shortish house compared to the original so house are two different kind of oh, groups. Even yeah. though they go for the creative entrepreneur, it's what kind of creative entrepreneur, what generation of creative entrepreneur, right? Shortage house, you'll have the younger, um, you know, the younger generation that's just coming out of school that's starting up maybe trying to start up their own business that's or really you, know, good it, point. you know within the social media world yeah whereas in their original so house right you're gonna have a lot more um i would say creatives of my generation right yeah those true. creatives who work who are in executive or leadership roles within businesses but are still creative leaders right so i think each house same with miami now what do you have there it's more the vacation spot for the creative right or whatever so mm. each house will have their specific audience and maybe that's where they need to focus on is okay how do we cater to this specific audience that this house uh, 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 kind of supports and that then a- asks not a generic global community strategy but actually a very localized strategy with with where where their local community um uh, community managers are even much play much more a bigger role in developing that community within that uh, local space mm. it's really interesting what you say about the age as well and like the different demographics when i think about london mm-hmm. to start with so your, your example, a really obvious one is Shoreditch House. It's very young. It's very edgy. It's, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's, it's quite, uh, I suppose, extravagant creatives is probably one of the words that you'd use to describe it. But then you look at White City, which is in the west of London, newer, yeah. newer opened on the BBC building, has a lot of people that work at the BBC from there, also, ha- mm-hmm. which, you know, is a lot more... Um, regulated would you say like still creative but within creative parameters as such not so much um boasting any change or difference like the kind of people that would be working and using the Shoreditch house but it's actually really something that I've always said because my first house was the White City one when it opened that's the one that I joined as a full like as all houses around the world but that was my main house when they still did it like that. I don't know if they still do, but that was much more of a older, slightly more conservative creative audience because of the area itself. And it makes perfect sense because exactly those are the people that live closest to that or work closest mm-hmm. to that at least. And then also those are the kind of people that 
they bring within the events that they make within the yeah. services that they provide yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's very much an age but then also industry within industry um demographic very interesting no that's what it's and, and that's what i feel they've done really well right so mm. even if you if we if we go away from the community but talk about the visualization of the so house that's why every house actually has their own logo yes there's a the 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 look and feel of the logos are the same, but if you actually and a lot of people don't know this, each house has their own logo, right, within the box. Yeah, true. It's slightly a different way of doing that, and that is really unique, and that kind of brings that forward. So I think that that's where they need to focus on is not, you know, I think, it, you know, do you use so house for travel? You do, but that might be the smallest group, so you really need to think about that locality piece as well. And I think what was it? I need to see which country they recently um uh, they recently oh, got but they're Mex so many was recently. it mexico or something like that could be i think it was uh, i think it was mexico that i saw that they uh that they, yeah mexico so city many this year yeah. yeah yeah so how's to open up members club in mexico city so uh the first uh, latin america which i think is amazing that they've done that by the way mm. so well for sure yeah but uh, let's see where it goes with everything yeah yeah, definitely one to keep an eye on. Next up mm -hmm. is Balenciaga. This is outrageous. This, I cannot get my head around this. Um, so Balenciaga is suing the set designer and production company for their campaign that they released recently, endorsing child abuse and pornography. So they're set to sue them, or they're, at least they're trying to, for 25 million US dollars. They're seeking what they call is a redress for significant damages through this campaign. Um, and the companies that they worked with, the creatives, were North Six, uh, North Six Inc. was the production company hired by Balenciaga and the set designer, Nicholas Desjardins, for their involvement in the campaign. I mean, how the hell you can work on a campaign with an agency or anyone, put it live and then blame them for this outrageous display of child pornography. And it's just absolutely it's unbelievable to me um their claim states that the materials used in the campaign namely a page from scotus ruling upholding a, cr a criminal prohibition against child pornography so they had this kind of letter saying about how child pornography isn't a thing and how someone had been involved in it that was laid on a table so that's why they're looking into the set design and saying mm -hmm. that they didn't realize that it was laid there. Someone must have put it in last minute. I mean, this is just, it's outrageous. Um, that this was yeah, used without their knowledge their or their ass. approval. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like the response, like Balenciaga believes that defendants' inexplicable acts and omissions were Malovian or at the very least extra extraordinarily reckless. The summons have read for this. So as a result of defendants' mm -hmm. misconduct, members of the public, including the news media, have falsely, and no, I don't think so, it's all based on fact <laughs> and what they've seen, and horrifically uh -huh. associated Balenciaga with the repulsive and deeply disturbing subject of the court discussion. So, I mean, like, it's just... They've put this out there. They've worked with a creative agency. This would have been briefed. This would have been approved. This would have gone through lots of stages of looking into every little element. And I mean, we know from working in the industry, like when you get an image or a campaign back, you look at that stuff with a fine tooth comb before you put it live. There might be opinions on whether, you know, there's enough diversity in the campaign, whether the message that you're putting across is really well brand aligned. 
how anything could be seen slightly wrong. Okay, we can definitely get things wrong or not realize stuff in our kind of soulless internal group when you're going through that process. But my God, if it's if the whole campaign is based around child pornography with children holding teddy bears and strange scenarios with this kind of letter in the backdrop on the table about child pornography, how the fuck did that not get stopped and why was that even the creative concept to start with like I just don't I really don't understand now they're trying to sue and they're saying that Mm -hmm. you know it was nothing to do with them or you know they did they had no idea that it was going to happen like this how did that go on social media how did that go on their website how did it go on outdoor ads without being realized first it makes no sense to me I'm sure you agree Mo but um I'll let you take it from there. <laughs> it's just, honestly, it's, it's, it's you're, I'm so you're, furious about I this. I don't know. How? I, I don't know if I can say, I, I don't know. I think I need to, I need to give you time to vent. No, I, <sighs> look, I, um, let me try and, let me try and let me come to my assumption here. My assumption is one, um, you know how we praise Balenciaga in, in, in past, uh, podcasts, right? Mm. Um, because of them, you know, being, uh, you know, doing things that are not traditional within the uh, fashion industry and, and, and being the disruptor, right? And that is the pitfall, I think, of being called that or every time doing that, you always, you always are redefining that, the fine line, you know, the edge. Mm. And I think that this is where they've gotten too far, where they got maybe cocky saying, yeah, we always push the edge and push the boundaries and so forth. And they just went too far, right? Without any check and balance in place. Um, um, bullshit. The end responsible for any ad going out is the brand itself, not the agency. If you're letting the agency decide everything for you, then then you should sue yourself. Exactly. So, um, yes. Yeah. I, you know, again, at Citizen M, you know, you know, if a someone in my team or an agency did something, I am as responsible as that team member. You know, I've, I've had moments where, you know, things have been done or, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, you know, I, I won't call it out, but certain things have done that were not uh, uh, deemed uh, proper by a team member. And I take full responsibility for that as well as, 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 you know, his slash her leader, right? Um, that is that role of that leader. So that's Balenciaga hasn't said, you know what? We fucked up here. Uh, we, uh, we, gone too we, far. we did not, we did not, we, we've gone too far with this. We did not pay attention to this. It's our fault. But what they're trying to do is basically someone within their PR team said, Hey, even though we won't win this, let us sue that agency. Cause it kind of takes the heat away from us. And, you know, and it will prove, and we say, Oh, we, we, without our, without our approval, blah, 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 blah. Bullshit. Basically bullshit. It's basically someone in the PR team, in the Balenciaga PR team needs to be fired because this is the worst move that they can do as well. Mm -hmm. They should have just owned it, said they messed up, uh, figured out, you know, uh, and and said, okay, how are we going to, you know, save face here? Uh, But they messed up and, and, you know, uh, uh, I mean, you know, uh, next to our good friend Elon and our, you know, we also have our best friend Kim. Kim, Kim K, for those who don't know her, uh, you know, she's also just turned down working together with them, right? I think she there's a new campaign. She says, I'm going to do it. So they've kind of messed up big time here. And it's a shame because Balenciaga was a brand 
that was very much uh, 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 inspirational in their in their disruption of the uh, of the industry, but they did not disrupt; they poisoned. You know, and yeah. it's just terrible. It's you know, sorry, but I don't know. It, it's just you just don't. There's some subjects you don't go into or even use as a as a marketing ploy. That's the mistake of some marketeers, right? They think, True. How do I get attention? I'm going to use a subject that is controversial to get attention. Well, the moment you say that, don't go down that route. Don't take subjects which are controversial, right? There's a difference between being controversial or, and taking a stance, right? Taking a stance, mm. bravo. Trying to be controversial, you're turning into ye. Yeah, it is. Yay, yay. You're turning into yay. Yay. Like Kanye. Remember, Mo. Kanye. Exactly. (laughs) You're turning into Kanye, right? So, hey. Yeah, and I mean... Shame on you. I mean, then you've got... I mean, we'll talk about this in the next subject, but you've got Kanye wearing Balenciaga face covering to do an interview. I mean, this guy just has no no respect. Well, that's the problem. It's just unbelievable. but that's it. So, so, so that is really synonymous to to to, to Balenciaga. They are that face covering of Kanye. Really bad. Oh yeah, that's that's quite a metaphor, isn't it? I think, mm-hmm. I think as well. Like you say, the best thing that they could have done, right? They've, I mean, the best thing that they could have done is not do this to start with. But obviously, following it, you know, there's an issue here. You would have to just submit an apology. We're really sorry. We overlooked this. We didn't think this. Why the fuck would you... Like now, my perception of them, and I'm sure the majority of people, I know that you think this as well, I don't trust them. And that's the one thing that you have to really earn from an audience. Yeah. You have to earn from an audience the trust to be bought into it, to want to be part of that community. It's the same in psychology with friends or family. You know, if someone shows you something mistrustful you don't trust them anymore you don't want to be around them you don't want to be associated with them that's exactly how i feel about balenciaga through this and the way that they've Mm -hmm. dealt with it it's like for god's sake like every you know it's an awful awful horrendous mistake but apologize for it don't try and cover up and sue someone else you know it was I'd, I'd love to know, I'd love to have been a fly on the wall when they briefed this campaign or that agency came to them and said, this is the idea. Because it's not just one part <laughs> of it. The entire campaign is based around children. Like, it's just, yep. it's fucked up. It's so fucked up. Yep. And they've dealt with it in the wrong way. We hate them, I think. <laughs> and <laughs> Cancelled. And rant. And rant. Cancelled. Cancelled. And, uh, cool. Should, should we go to our? Should we go to go to the other one? We're we're thinking is just lost all his freaking marvels. Yeah, Jesus, right? So there, there's a well, not Jesus, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Onto Jesus. Um, Kanye West appeared on Infowars on Thursday wearing a black hood over his face. I've already spoken about this being Balenciaga. Yeah. I mean, what a fucking idiot. Um, during the interview, the interviewer Alex Jones said to Kanye. To Kanye. 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 <laughs> Gosh, you can tell I'm really fired up about this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're not a Nazi. You're not Hitler. You don't deserve to be called and demonized. Kanye responded saying, I see good things about Hitler. I mean, go figure. Like, then he continued to say, I love everyone and Jewish people are not going to tell me you can love us and you can love what we're doing to you with the contracts and you can love what we're pushing 
with the pornography. But this guy, meaning Hitler, that invented highways and invented the very microphone that I use as a musician, a uh, kind of side note, Hitler didn't invent those things. I don't know what Kanye's on about. Um, every human being has something of value that they brought to the table, especially Hitler. Um, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> this in itself, I, we've seen the hate from Kanye to the Jewish community, and this is just a follow-on I mean, from it. It's yeah, I mean, he's uh, just just this morning, he's been banned from Twitter again, huh? by by Elon by saying some more anti-Semitic. Look, we can go and talk about this for hours. I think it's good we're bringing it up again to just show uh, show kind of what this guy is doing and what's wrong, what you shouldn't do. And, I mean, it comes down to the question, this guy is just mentally ill. Great. That's has it, to be, right? You know? Yeah. He has to be. Sorry. If you continue along this route, say weird things like this, it's just, I, I'm, I sound like a broken record. I'm going to say it again. This guy needs help. This yeah. guy needs help. Yeah. But the problem is he has no one who's willing to help him. And that's the problem because it's an unfortunate thing where a creative mind just loses, loses, just goes crazy. And that's what he is. And uh, unfortunately, I think, you know, sometimes you reach, you reach a, a moment, a fork in the road. And I think unfortunately he's reached that where is there any chance of, you know, getting him back and helping him. But as long as no one helps him, what's there to do? This guy's just... Yeah, he's a lost cause, I think, to, and he can't help himself. There's nothing to make. It's nothing to make fun of, right? Being crazy isn't funny, but you know, it's just yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a shame. It's a shame. It's a That's real shame. Although, on a slightly different note, um, you know, obviously he's divorced from Kim now, and uh, mm -hmm. I've been listening to Taylor Swift's new album, and we all know how Kanye was really mean to Taylor at the Grammys that year. That, how many years ago mm -hmm. was that like 10 years ago or something where he stood up and said Beyonce had the best of all time and she should have won and really just took the microphone off of Taylor um there is a song on there that Taylor fans are saying actually is written about Taylor Swift giving Kim Kardashian information on Kanye in an envelope have you heard about this or not? No. So no. Like, there's some of the lyrics. I will send it to you after and I'll share it on our mm -hmm. social. Um, there's some lyrics that say something in one of Taylor's songs about um, she got that envelope. Where do you think she got it from? Me and your ex-wife kind of building an allegiance. Like I would get back at you one day, you know, and there's been all these photos of Kim carrying this envelope recently as well so a lot of like taylor fans are saying she finally got her own back on kanye and um yeah i just i quite like that in some ways okay like we said you know he's definitely not on the right path at the moment he's not doing the right things but um i am very much up for if someone cuts you down in the way that he cut her down and continued to write about her and his songs and said that he approved it with her yeah. but he didn't all of that stuff um and now she's kind of got her own back. If that is the case, I am 100% here for it. <laughs> so You're well done. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm loving that album. I'm fucking loving that album. <laughs> and at the moment, like I'm kind of disclosure. I'm, I've been through a breakup I mean, for this year and I'm just loving it. I feel like she is speaking to but, me, singing for me. I, I love her now overnight. 
even with uh, after she edited out the whole uh, the whole uh, fat thing yeah, you're fine with that do, yeah do you know what mo i think <laughs> i watched it back and i'm like yeah i feel you you know like i really i i, I like mm. everything else around mm. it and i understand that wasn't mm. the right thing she's now taken that out as well so okay. it's kind of like Mm-hmm. When you look at that in regard to this stuff with Balenciaga, I think, mm-hmm. of course, you know, you're comparing two totally different messages, totally different industries, yeah. audiences, all that kind of stuff. But I think, um, mm-hmm. yeah, she, you know, she corrected it. She didn't, she didn't say, okay. you know, she, I, I think, I think that's quite good status wise yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and kind of choice on that. But yeah, I'm loving that album. Anyone who isn't, it's just like me and my flatmate just keep playing it constantly in the house. We're like, wake up, do you want a coffee? Should we put Taylor on? <laughs> so, yeah, it's pretty nice. Amazing. Yeah. Cool. Um, and what have you got on for the rest of this week, Mo? What's what's happening with you? Um, I will continue my... Uh, ugh, sorry. So I am going to bring him up. I'm sorry, Sandra. But I'm going to bring up Elon. Um, <laughs> this guy right now, I mean... He he's borderline crazy as well, but he's entertainment. Like I literally have not been on Twitter as much as I have. Uh, uh, and I remember when uh, I mean when when Elon even called it Twitter, but uh, Twitter as much as I have now. I literally the only real person I follow on Twitter right now is Elon Stop. because just his because resp- <laughs> his responses to people who comment. So he I I, I do need to. I do need to commend him on this, right? You could also be someone who just, you know, buys Twitter and doesn't really be active. He's active. Like if you tweet something <laughs> now and he finds it an interesting tweet, he will reply to you, Emma. So I, well, give I, it a go, I, Mo. Give it a go. I, I, I well, we, uh, well, we should try. But, but I, I really, you know, he. It's just, it's just pure entertainment. Um, congratulations, because he's just launched his uh, the the semi. Right, so the uh, oh, first yeah. real—well, no, it's not the first because they they're already electric uh, semi trucks, but he's uh, the first ones have been have been uh, have been uh, sold or, or or handed over to the new owners. So so that so and just the yeah, it's just watching his move and the fact that he think you know the fact that he's now brought about the whole bit that he was going to make his own phone if Apple didn't include him on the App Store and App Store mm. being you know, monopoly and all that stuff. I mean, just, it's just pure entertainment. I know we didn't talk about anything about him and talk about that, but I bet you he'll bring some uh, interesting stuff for next week. Um, As always. What's my week? (laughs) What's my week? My week is, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's a lot of, you know, uh, finalizing things for work. Uh, We have what we call an offsite. So uh, for everyone who works at Citizen M to come together at the end of the year and collectively uh, celebrate what we've done, but also celebrate our, uh, customers and how they work for us. So I'm full on that. Um, so looking forward to that. So it's just it's getting back into the groove of things after Miami. Man, that's hard. It's it's hard to come back from Miami and get back to like this weather and this groove. I do need to say that I've, I I literally was like I think I, I I think I had a little bout of depression on the plane coming over. It, it's, oh it's yeah, hard. it's hard. Yeah, it's hard, Emma. It really is, isn't it? I um, <laughs> I uh, I actually made a friend. I don't think I told you about this. I made a friend on the way home. Um, she works for Adidas in the U.S. Oh, really? Yeah. Really. And and were you telling her about your uh, your luggage? Uh, yeah, issue? I did. Right. <laughs> so this this is ridiculous. We just have to explain this story. So unbelievable. So amazing. Can you imagine? Right. So. 
This sounds like a first world problem. This whole story is a very first world problem situation. <laughs> it is a first world problem, 100%. It hits the mark, like, I don't know, five times in how I'm going to describe this story on a first world problem. But it was a fucking drama in the airport. <laughs> so basically, we've had the party. We've had the dinner. We had a great time. One was quite hungover. We went to Soho House, Miami, first day off, having worked morning and night jet lagged, right? Just put, put this in perspective. We go, <laughs> first like, world problem. like, yeah, I mean, we go to Soho House, first, first world problem. Then we're like laid on the, you know, beside the pool, like Mo said, we're like pool furniture. We're just chilling to the max. We're having a few drinks. I'm having pina coladas frozen with the extra alcohol in them. I'm really <laughs> jeering up for my flight home. You know, I'm like convincing myself it's going to be great. You know, it's going to be fine. You're going to get back. You can have a nice relaxed time move into your new place. I get to the airport. I've got no Wi-Fi. I've got well, I've, I've got no phone signal unless I get Wi-Fi. I'm trying to get Wi-Fi at the airport. As I get Wi-Fi, I've got two missed calls from Mo saying, <laughs> answer, can you please answer? So I'm like, what could be wrong? What possibly could be wrong? I was like, you know, is... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> did, 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 I, I have no idea what the hell could be wrong. Like I left in such a, a nice circumstance. I picked up my suitcase from the luggage room. I'm at the airport. Maurice phones me and says, check your suitcase. I think you've got the wrong suitcase. I open my suitcase. And it's got a, a load of Malona Blanick beautiful shoes in there. And I'm like, these definitely aren't mine. So I had the wrong fucking suitcase from Soho House. I was at the gate about to get on my flight. Then Mo's like, well, you, you just have to call, you have to call the fucking, um, the so house. house get them to sort it out they yeah. need to come and pick it up yeah. uh, but don't worry you know me and our colleagues will try and arrange to like we'll we'll take the suitcase back for you no problem who has a green ramoa carry-on no one that i know apart from me and obviously now this new person well, yeah well, well i didn't need to say this gave so, me the wrong fucking yeah, suitcase they gave, i know and you know what the funny thing was so once we had agreed that you would leave the suitcase behind at the airport and so house would pick it up you know, yeah. we were, we were, we, we were leaving and, um, I was like, oh, I'm here to pick up, um, Emma's, uh, suitcase. Oh, could you please wait? And at the same time, the woman who owned and had fantastic shoes, she was wearing sneakers, by the way. So I was very disappointed. I was expecting <laughs> something different. She's like, she's on the phone with, I don't know whom or friend or husband or boyfriend, whatever, or girlfriend, whatever. Yeah. Fucking gave my suitcase to someone else, and I was like, "Oh shit, God, I know." <laughs> so, I, so I, so I went up to her and I apologized on our, on, on your behalf, Thank Emma. And she was like, she she fully she fully knew it wasn't you, it was them. But it was just amazing. That, and and I really think the amazing piece of the story is the fact that you were literally at the gate, ready to board the plane. So you had gone through security Everything. with the suitcase that wasn't yours. Because yeah. if at security there was something in the suitcase, they opened it up and you said, it's not my suitcase, you would Can have you not imagine? made your flight. I could tell you that. Can you imagine? So then, <laughs> then the worst thing was when I was in the airport, like no one wants to help you. I was walking up to people like, hi, can you tell me where the lost and found is? They were like, oh, somewhere down there. So I went all the way down to the end. And that is a big airport, Miami. It's, it's a pretty big airport. I went all the way down to the opening. And then I go down there and they're like, no, you need to go all the way down to the other end. I'm like, are you kidding me? I've got someone else's fucking suitcase. I don't even want this. I've got 10 minutes until I need to board. So I'm running around the airport from point to point. Finally, someone took it. 
We should have we should have done like we should done a full podcast on this story. Sorry, I had to Jesus. bring it up because it was yeah. it was the highlight of that day. It was amazing. I really I just couldn't stop laughing. It was amazing. God, I mean, I I was on the phone to you as I opened the suitcase as well. I went, no, I don't uh-huh. think so. And it was like, and I went, oh fuck, these aren't mine. This isn't my suitcase. What do I do? You were like, don't worry, stay calm. We'll get your suitcase to you. This is the smartest thing to do. So our house yeah, yeah. were not very helpful. I must admit, they were not helpful. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean, they no. weren't helpful in well, making it happen to start with. Let's be honest. Making it happen, exactly, exactly, <laughs> amazing. But, oh, enough, enough tales about Miami. Enough things to say, tales about Miami. But yeah, no, amazing. What's your week like for the rest? Um, yeah, still sorting out loads of stuff at this flat, and um, I think on Saturday I've got a birthday party, which would be nice. Sunday, watching the England game. Um, oh yes yeah which would be good and I think Netherlands are playing US as well right this weekend exactly 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 so we will finally decide is it soccer or football <laughs> yeah football always because right? be, because because you English were unable to fight finish that fight <laughs> <laughs> we'll see we'll see we'll, we'll make a decision this weekend <laughs> it's um, good perfect yeah nice. that's it really and then oh just one last good. point there is I saw released yesterday, there's a trailer Ooh. for a documentary on Netflix from Meghan and Harry, Prince Harry and Meghan, that's coming mm-hmm. out in the next uh, couple of weeks. So mm-hmm. that will definitely be screening at my parents' house in Somerset when I go we back better, for Christmas. <laughs> I believe we have. we better have watched that and talk about it as well, just like The Crown. You're done with The Crown already, by the way? I am, and I was very impressed. I really, uh, we spoke about mm-hmm. it in Miami, but I think yeah. Princess Diana. Cinematography, oh. more perfect. Oh, beautiful. Really yeah. nice, really good. Yeah. I was like saying like, yeah, it's beautiful shots. And someone's like, it's called cinematography. I'm like, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, you were like, there's that shot where she's in the pool and she's like sat there on it's her own. It's a beautiful, beautiful angle. It's like beautiful, beautiful shots. It's called cinematography. <laughs> sure <enough. laughs> uh, anyway. Perfect. Hey, you have a good, you have a good one. Have a nice weekend. Take it easy. Enjoy the cold weather that's coming our way. Thanks, Mo. You too. Um, nice. But, uh, <laughs> I'll try. I'll try my best. I'll try my best. But the, the sun decided to come out right now, so we're good to go. Okay, crisp and bright. It's a, a nice winter Isn't day. It? Perfect. Thank you. Thanks all for listening. Thanks. <laughs>